Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Beat me up on the mamas of all mama shit. Hey, I'm looking through my telescope and I see a mothership. Is that you? Beat me up. Hey, DA, I'm thirsty, man. Can you beat me up for a cold one? Hey, DA, what's going on, baby? Stop me off and beat me up. DA, what's the silly? Oh, permission to get in that mothership. Is my window seat still available? Beat me up. What's going on, DA? Hey, man, I need you to do me a huge favor. My co-worker's a jerk. Oh, just beat me up, man. Get beamed up. Everyone else has. It's DA on CBS Sports Radio. Gonna have a good day. Gonna hopefully go in my pool today. Hey, gonna have a good day. Gonna cut my lawn, have my legs all full of grass today. Hey, gonna have a good day. What you don't know today, it's gonna rain in our area today. Hey, you're gonna have a good day. No, not today. My hourly looks good today. Yeah, tomorrow's hey, a problem. And I gotta go to Costco today because I'm a pathetic 36-year-old who lost his way today. Hey. Hey. Gonna hope they don't catch that I'm still using my dad's card for three years today. Hey. We'll say it on the radio today. <laughs> Costco cutting the lawn. What has my life become? What? Sounds great. I used to be somebody, Pokes. You're about to be, to be somebody. I used, I used to be somebody. Somebody that I used to know. Name that. Name that band. Uh, I don't know anymore. I'm not good at this game to begin with. And I'm not good with you providing enough music. Somebody. Somebody that I used to know. The only words I know. Yeah. I forgot the name. Oh, Gautier. Oh, I wouldn't have never known that one. Yeah. I don't feel bad anymore. You don't know that song? I know the song, but I would have never gotten... They might have been a one-hit wonder. By the way, the song earlier that you were trying to sing was You're Still the One by Shania Twain. No, it was not. Yes, it was. No, it was not. I know You're Still the One. Yes. Those weren't the lyrics I was singing. Oh, but it was a Shania T- Twain song. I, I, it might have been another song, but it wasn't. What were those, What was the lyrics? In so, this moment. In this moment. From this moment. From this moment. From this moment of Shania Twain? Yes. Shania's got, you know, she's got some Twain about her. Let me oh tell you. Oh, boy. All right. Get out of here. Serious. It's just not. 
All right, we were having fun on a summer Friday. It's debatable. Oh, wait, did Kaplan make a, 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 a gif, a meme? Kaplan? It's early still. Cap, are we you there? We don't always unleash Oh, he doesn't have a early. microphone. And stop saying we're having fun, all right? Please. <laughs> said about 500 times already. <laughs> Why can't we laugh? Guys, it is July 7th. It's the end of a holiday week. Let's be real here. Not a lot of hardcore sports going on. You know, not a lot of things we need to break down. And we're going to get to a fun story coming up in just a second. Why can't we say we're going to have fun? Shouldn't we have fun? Is that what life's about? Have fun with your radio show. Are people show. in the car today in Boise, in Tuscaloosa, in Tucson, in uh, what's the town that DA was a Sheboinkin, in Buffalo? Sheboinkin. <laughs> Isn't everybody in the car right now looking to laugh? Aren't you looking to entertain? And there's somebody, by the way, going, and you're not making me do it, pal, and shut it off right now. <laughs> They're right. <laughs> that was Pete. <laughs> <laughs> this shows bleep and turns it right off. All right. So I think the big story of the day, and I didn't was unaware of this story until Bogus texted me two words last night. Bogus, you want to tell tell the audience the two words you texted me? And I did it with in, with emphasis. I did Britney period Spears period. And my response was, "What did Britney do?" Mm-hmm. And he said, quote, I think something with Victor Wimbanyama. So yeah. we were on top of it. And as Schwartz told us all about it last hour. Yeah. <laughs> so the story goes, as you all know, NBA Summer League's going on, Las Vegas. And I think it's actually called this, not as a joke, but NBA Con is also happening this weekend. Like, it's a big oh, NBA right? festival as Summer League begins. It's why tomorrow they're doing the TV show there, giving us all the in-season tourney details so it's not just summer league games. Like, the NBA world is in Vegas right now. So are there people dressed up as as former NBA players? I mean, if around? they're not doing that, then shame on them. I agree. If there's not a dude walking around as Mark Eaton Darryl or Dawkins. Muggsy Bones, okay, yeah. you all suck. I'm trying to think. Maybe I'm a pig. I Confirmed. Go, I go to Las Vegas. I'm not looking to go to NBA Con. You know what I mean? And I don't know. How, look. Bless these people get to go to Las Vegas for a week. I'm in and out two, three days. Okay, the couple times I've gone. In two to three days, if you think I have time to dress like Mookie Blaylock and show up and walk around NBA Con <laughs> in the summer, by the way. I well, mean, there's except, though, pool parties going on. Yeah, but NBA uniforms are made for summer. You're not walking around oh, as I know. I'm you know, about going into wherever it is. <laughs> <laughs> you get shorts and a tank top in Vegas. Cotton uniforms. Yeah. <laughs> How many times have you been to Vegas? <laughs> Zero. Okay, so you don't understand this. I understand heat. Vegas is the one place <laughs> that's not overrated in the world. Like everything okay. you've heard about Vegas is exactly true. It's awesome. So a couple times I've gotten to go. Again, if you're there the more than three days, I don't know what happened to you. I don't know why you would be there more than three days. Unless, like, you had to be for work. Or you're broke. Yeah. Uh, or you're super rich. I get in there, and I got I know what I'm looking to hit for two or three days. And it ain't a convention center to walk around and hope that Steve Smith from the Hawks signs, signs an autograph for Ooh, me. Ooh, Justin Termini in a booth. Yeah. Let me go meet him. Or watch a show. Ooh, I, I've been dying to, uh, with your fanny pack. Dying to see what's what they're gonna announce in this in season tournament. They're not gonna dress up as Horace Grant in a hey, magic look, uniform. Yeah, <laughs> see if you're not wearing Horace Grant goggles at NBA Con, there's no reason for NBA Con. <laughs> hey, look, it's Luke Longley. Yeah. <laughs> is it Luke Longley? Yeah, it is Luke Longley. No. What, if are you I kidding can't do me? a pretend sideline report as Jared Greenberg, then there shouldn't be NBA Con. 
I'm sorry. If I'm in Vegas right now, I'm not going to NBA Con. I want to be at the Flamingo Pool having a margarita made in my mouth next to four 400-pound women in bathing suits. <laughs> That's what I want to do. Okay? Can you have a margarita at NBA Con? Right. An NBA-themed one. Right. Mm. Basketball. Tastes like Bill Bennington. <laughs> right. I'm in. Give it to you by, like, uh, Mark Jackson or somebody. <laughs> I want to be throwing bar napkins in the air to send you a frog. So I do not want to be at NBA con, okay? I want to be having a dealer take my mortgage in blackjack. Again, is, I do not want to be at NBA con. Is John Tesh live playing the NBA and NBC <laughs> yeah. theme somewhere? You want da, that. Da, 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 da. For the 4,000th time on a weekend. Right. Jeff Van Gundy is walking around like Jacob Wilkins does at the baseball winter meetings looking for a job. <laughs> you get to call a game with Marv Albert. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe NBA Con is awesome. Maybe I'm wrong. You're missing the boat Put here. NBA Con with all the jerseys at a Vegas pool party. I mean, now that's a time. Exactly. And that's what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Real Muggsy Bogues, fake Muggsy Bogues at the pool with you and your ladies. Yeah. The Cowboys offensive line, as I call them. That time. <laughs> they, were, they were fun, girls. Now I want to go to NBA Con. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> we had good times. Okay, anyway. Victor, this is how we got on this. Victor Wimbanyama <laughs> is in Vegas. And because it's Vegas and because the most crazy stuff happens in Vegas, there's an altercation. I'd argue that all the things that we just hoped for in NBA Con make more sense than what actually happened in reality yes. between these two. So Britney Spears, is she still perform? Does she have a residency in Vegas or just lives there? I, I, I don't know. I'm not up to date on the Britney Spears I understand, life. and I'm not trying to make light of whatever is going on because it's hard to tell in this TikTok generation of what is actually true about Britney Spears and what is, like, theorizing by people on social media with – I know that there was actually, like, a fight over who owns, like, her trust, her dad or her. Yes, and she makes right. a lot of crazy dancing videos. And, and like, is she capable some, of, like, yeah, nudie pictures? Life. Yeah. yeah. And, like, is she actually capable or is are we, like, almost making a joke that and she is capable and she's not real? I don't know. I Whatever happened, happened. Anyway, she's going through a Las Vegas casino. We don't have the name of the casino, though, right? I've read this story multiple times. Uh, oh, the Aria. Yes, the Aria. Okay. So, with Victor Wembanyama is walking through with a security team, which I guess is partially his, partially the Spurs security team. And now I understand that Victor Wembanyama, a tall guy like that, you're figuring basketball. All the basketball players are there, right? I mean, you put two and two together. He's somebody, if he, especially if he's around security. And Britney Spears, like Bilotti would with me at In-N-Out Burger the one time we were in Vegas together, goes up to Victor Wembanyama and either taps him on the shoulder, which, again, she would need a stepladder to do that. Like, she's cutting down the nets at the Final Four because she's 5'4 and he's 8 feet 10. Or grabs him. And she gets, what, hit from behind, shoved from behind? What's the right term here to use? I think her, she says that she got smacked in the face. to the Backhanded extent, me in the face. The, to the extent that her glasses got knocked off her face. Right. Okay. Which, again, she's so small that... Some kind of, like, stiff arm, hey, I wouldn't consider that a smack. Right. But I could see both sides where that's viewed as a shove and viewed as smacked in the face. Right. If you're putting your arm out to create a barrier between the person you're, you're, you know, you're protecting and someone who you think is bothering them, you could have accidentally caught them in the face, not actual punch, but yeah, making contact with force. And this is, so Britney Spears uh, wrote, I guess on Instagram, I have yet to get a public apology from the player, his security, or the organization. I hope they will. 
So there's parts of this that are funny and there's parts of this that are sad. Here's the sad part. Victor Wembanyama hasn't played a game in the NBA yet. And Britney Spears is a cultural icon. Somebody who is only relevant because of crazy now. Like, and not the song because of, like, being crazy now. And Britney Spears is, I guess, so far down the totem pole that she's not at Michael Rubin's party in the Hamptons with all the celebrities. She's getting basically, who are you? Stay away from Victor Wembanyamad. And if you've been somebody who's had that kind of fame, fortune, everything, and you were basically meant to feel like Pete or Jacqueline here going, or Dan Silverman going up to Victor Wembanyama, which is exactly what happened here, that's got to be a humbling experience. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Not for people like us, but for somebody like Britney Spears, who, you know, had the world as her oyster. See, I... I didn't read that deeply into it. It just feels oh, like deep. whoever was guarding Victor Webanyama didn't realize who the woman was that was reaching through them maybe to, to grab him. And this is where I'm going to back up the security team mm-hmm. because I've told the story in the air. Britney Spears in person is not as jarring as like, oh my God, that's Britney Spears as you think. Again. And I actually think this is relevant because we just played back to Joey Chestnut and it turns out not many people heard this. 12 years ago, I go to a movie theater on Long Island, rainy Wednesday night. She's dating whatever post-Kevin Federline guy lived on lived out east in the Hamptons. Me and my now wife go to a movie, young adult, whatever year that came out, look that up. And Who was in that movie? Uh, the guy who thinks he's Kevin James. Oh, Patton Oswalt. And the other one who's very popular now, but it was one of her first movies. Ah, what's her name? Sharice uh, Theron. Do I have that right? You do. Yeah, you do. Do you know who I'm talking about? I do. You're no. Right. Who am I talking about? I I, I think on. I know who you're talking about. Charlize Theron. Yeah, her. her. Okay, so they have this movie. So meanwhile, oh, this looks cool. Go see the movie. <laughs> I'm in my pajamas, basically. It's like a 10 o'clock movie. I think I'm doing like radio weekend overnights. That's why I'm going out on a Wednesday night. Working at Subway part-time, you know. Putting together enough money to buy an engagement ring. Boy, Shawnee used to slum it. Anyway, you didn't like that line, did you? I'm only half listening. Okay. Yeah. And anyway, we go to the movie theater, and security for the movie theater comes in. And when do you ever see that? And they clear out the first two rows of the theater. Luckily, I was already in row three center. And it wasn't a big theater because it was a kind of a small movie within it. So let's say the movie theater itself, the room was only about eight, ten rows. And I said, what's going on? What's what's going on? What's the hubbub? And the security guy said, owner of the movie theater's daughter coming in. They want to give her some room. And I didn't think anything of it. That feels like a big ask to clear yeah. out a couple rows. And do people like sitting in the first two rows? They did. Well, it was stadium-style seating. So you weren't like, be- because of the way, the th- it wasn't, it was maybe the smallest theater within the big movie theater. But you're not like sitting there looking, no. leaning back, looking up at no. the screen? Okay. It was, in fact, probably to this day, the smallest theater room I'd ever been in. So... They bring her in. She's wearing a baseball hat. She's with whatever boyfriend, and there's, like, security next to them. And they are quite—Britney Spears is quite literally now the seat directly in front of me. Hmm. They sat second row. There was nobody in the first row, a couple security people. Movie comes funny. We're, you know, me and my wife kind of make jokes. She turns around with the boyfriend. She kind of laughs at something we said. She also gets, like, a bunch of popcorn and candy coming. Like, they were, like, catering to her. Turns around and offers me popcorn. I'm good. You know, I'm sitting here with my Reese's Pieces. Right. You know, we're you know looking at each other. 
I might have been one of the biggest Britney Spears fans, too. I loved Hit Me Baby one more time. I ran home to watch TRL. You have a t-shirt. Yes. I got to, you know, say this, but Britney Spears, you know. We we got it. Yeah. We got it. Okay. We'll have to say it. Exactly. (laughs) So, anyway, the movie movie ends. The lights come on, and these girls come running from the top row down. Britney, Britney. Takes a picture with them, and I'm sitting there dumbfounded as the lights are on. And I watch her walk out of the theater of that side room. And I turn to my wife, and I'm like, where do I know that girl? Wait a minute. We just sat in front of her. They knew her. Is she somebody? Where do I know her? And my wife goes, there was Britney Spears. And I'm like, what? She goes, well, we had to play it cool, whatever. I'm like, you mean to tell me Britney Spears offered me popcorn? I sat there. I consider myself a big. I didn't recognize her. And that's during her heyday. So Her heyday. She's very tiny. Mm-hmm. Very tiny. And again, when she does the music videos or the concert, she's very done up or now very undone up if you look at some of the naked stuff she's put up there. But if Britney Spears is walking through in regular clothes, had, who knows, glasses on as the glasses get knocked off, I promise you she is not as noticeable as you think. But Danielle knew she was right away? Once they said Britney and the lights came on, okay. it clicked for her before it clicked for me. But she didn't know during the movie. Like, gotcha. She just she just didn't like hit me right away to tell me that's Britney Spears. Okay, like, at, you know after the movie ended, which but, takes us back to now in Vegas. Yeah, Webb and Yama and Spears. So you think it's possible? I, I, I think it's possible. People in the security team and Victor Romano did not know who Britney Spears is, and I think that's kind of sad for her. But I also think it's understandable because she's not as noticeable as you think she is. Right, and I think. The assumption being that she's, like, dressed as Britney Spears' performer is a weird assumption to make. Like, if a lot of people in regular clothes are five not four. recognizable. She's 5'4". Yeah. Dude. Okay. She doesn't stand out. Okay. Doesn't stand out. So I'm giving Victor Women and his team a pass. Yeah, me too. I think, as, long, as far as we know. A, and also, here's the other thing. Britney Spears reached out for whatever reason, you know, thought who he was or whatever, you can't be doing that. And I think she thinks because she's Britney Spears, she's, you know. That she still has the ability to, like, break the yeah, rules to a yeah. lesser extent. I'm sorry you don't. But above anything else, above all the story I just gave you, I still find the most stunning part of the story to be that Britney Spears knows who Victor Wembanyama is. Yeah. Does Britney Spears strike you as somebody with NBA League pass? Well, Does she strike you as somebody that follows Kristen Peak on Twitter? I think um, him being 7-5 is the kind of the tiebreaker. Do you here. think she just thought he's definitely an NBA player? No, I think he... I mean, the draft just happened. He's featured at NBA Con. He's 7-5, so I think he kind of made... Um, a, broke more into mainstream stuff, like news coverage than a normal NBA draft pick who's that not like much? LeBron. I think so. I think that's seven because he's so damn tall. But think about the things we've seen, and we're in this in the weeds. We saw the NBA draft. Yeah. sort of thought there was a night two. Right. We saw him throw out the first pitch at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Okay. We've seen him do like a Brian Windhorst bad interview mm-hmm. in France when the lottery happened. I mean, was Victor Women out on a Today Show? Like, where could Britney Spears have seen him? Yeah, I, I, I think because he's abnormally tall he like was on not physically on but discussed on those shows that if she's not watching nba countdown she might have seen him a mention of him on yeah or again a mention of him on the today show he might not have been there or late night talk show hosts making jokes about him or whatever i think 
he kind of crossed, he left just sports specific outlets, so to speak, because he's seven foot five or eight foot ten. As Bottom line is this: if somebody's walking through somewhere with security, no matter who you are, is it ever okay to try to tap them? No. Physical yeah, contacts, not cool. Some, only something bad can happen. I think you got to yell their name. Right. And hope they turn. It's got to be Victor. Victor. Hope he turns around and hope he notices that you're and Britney goes, oh, Spears. Yeah, right. Right. I don't think you could tap him. I think Britney Spears is in the wrong here. At least as far as we know the details right now. If she reached through a group of security guards yeah. and touched him. Then, then she comes across a little crazy. Now, she so. shouldn't get knocked in the face for that. So still we need to, like, gauge. And I'm shocked that there's not video already. Which is true, right? I'm sure casino video will come out of this. But then again, you have rich people involved here. Maybe. I mean, oh baby, oh baby, how was I supposed to know? But something wasn't right. Here. Show me how you want it to be. Tell me, baby, because I need to know now what before. My loneliness is killing me. And I I must confess, I still believe. Still believe. <laughs> when I'm not with you, I lose my mind. Hit me, baby, one more time. 855-212-4227. That number again is 855-212-4CBS. When we come back, is Corey Dillon... <laughs> By the way, I just looked up at Twitch. 14 different messages. Stop. Enough. <laughs> we come back. Interns is, quitting. Is Corey D- <laughs> I'm okay. quitting. <laughs> Paid employees. That quitting. was pretty good with no lyrics in front of me to have that song memorized like that. I yeah, mean, super. it certainly is the longest you've gone with correct lyrics on yeah. a song and like intelligible ones. And you screwed up the end. So I'm not. I'm not saying this to try to make joke or make funny. Mm-hmm. I believe that "Hit Me, Baby, One More Time" is one of the ten greatest songs of all time from a cultural standpoint. I'll see you guys later. Yeah, so good. You said uh, you missed a lyric at the end of the song. What was the lyric I missed? Hit me inside. Give me, give me a sign. <laughs> Turn on your mic, Anna. Turn on her mic. Turn on the mic. Anna, you have the right lyric. What did I get? Yeah, give me a sign. Give me a sign. Right. That. But Anna, not bad. Not bad. Now, how old are you? 20. Okay, so you were born after the song probably came out now, right? Yes. Jeez, does that make you feel old or not? Yeah. I mean, this is yeah. like a big part of my like junior high, high school life. But you're aware of Hit Me Baby one more time. Okay. I believe, I'm, this is what I'm talking about. It gets passed on from generation to generation. That was like the, uh, it's not girl band, but like during the boy band, girl era. Like that is, I think that represents outside of uh, the No Strings Attached In Sync album, Bye Bye Bye. I think that's the greatest song of that era. Therefore, I think it's one of the 10 greatest songs of all time when you talk about cultural influences. People still know it to this day. <laughs> what is so funny about that? Anna agrees. No, she, I don't think she agrees. Do you agree, Anna? <laughs> what, what do I agree with? Ten greatest songs of all time. Is it one of the ten greatest songs of all time? Definitely, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Didn't we go down this road? But yeah, the day you wore the t-shirt, you said this, and we looked up like five different countdowns of songs, and it singers. was never we near did singers. Guys, that, no, that was. Who cares what Siegfried and Roy write or Billboard write? I'm talking about cultural influences. It's not just lyrically. It's not just how it sounds. Culturally influenced music. Did you say Siegfried and Roy? What they write about songs? Who are the critics? They write anything. 
they're the comics. Who are the critics? Not comics. They're not comics either. They're lion tamers. That's and, right. And the and lion ain't alive anymore. Who are the critics? You mean Siskel and Ebert? Yes. They watch movies. All right. <laughs> the point still stands. <laughs> when we come back, speaking of lions, are the oh, Bengals wrong with Corey Dillon? It's the DA show on CBS Sports Radio. Please knock. Dan in Mechanicsburg is asleep in the Lazy Boy. The DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. I like this beat. It's a good summer beat. We only got a couple more fast food filibusters left, too, on a summer Friday, huh? We'll roll those out. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm dancing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You want to come over going to the pool later, folks? Yeah, let's do it. Come on over, man. Bring the kids over. We'll hop in. I got the flap top now. Maybe a little sausage and peps. Was it your uh, producer? Will Badlands be there? No. Ah, No. No. All right. You can come see my grass. It's burnt up now. We'll watch you cut it. We'll taunt you as you're... It's going to be like a hayride today. Will that fan money get you an upgrade to a rider mower? Ride on mower? No. No. Have that money come first. <laughs> Crunching and munching. All right. <laughs> Former Bengals running back Corey Dillon is angry at the team. Well, I, I, I didn't want to start there. Oh, I meant to start with something else. Oh. Pete, from the top. Three, two, and one. All right. Here we go. Knock. Dan in Mechanicsburg is asleep in the Lazy Boy. The DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. The DA Show here on CBS Sports Radio on this summer Friday. We're dancing. We don't have any, yeah, we're dancing, baby. I love this music on a Friday. And you know what? Mm. We don't have many of those fast food filibusters left either. We got to start playing those soon. I start rolling them out. <laughs> All right. All right. You know, folks, you want to come over later? Hit no, the pool, thank you. Listen to the music. I'm I got the flat today. top now. Maybe we look a little sausage and peppers. That sounds delicious, but I already have plans. Thank you, though. All right. I'll have to invite Badlands then. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, when I say Hit Me Baby One More Time is a great song from that era. Yeah. I want you to eliminate two names from your head right now. Okay. How old are you? 43. Okay, and I'm 36. Pete, how old are you? 37, 38? 38. 38. Okay, guys, ready? We're going to play the game. Schwartz is a little older, so he'll have a different answer to this. Okay. Are you 50 yet, Schwartz? I will be 56 in Seven years. Oh, one week. So you look good for 50. I I honestly was thinking maybe 49. I think you were just trying to be nice. No, I really wasn't. No, I think you were really just trying to be nice. I swear to you, I (laughs) wasn't. In the irony of all ironies, I wasn't. I really had to ask. Do you like Dairy Queen? Because I've had people come up to me at games and say, oh, are these your grandchildren? No. No. Yes. That's not right. They don't look like your grandchildren. You don't look like a grandpa. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess Bradley Schwartz getting a little older. I saw his deep voice really bellowed at Bob's bar. You never know. (laughs) And Jared just became a man. He did, <laughs> oh, yeah. was like, All right. Well, I say this because close your eyes and eliminate Carson Palmer and Chad Ochocinco. I say Bengals' first name that comes to mind. Yeah. Corey Dillon. Pete? Corey Dillon. Oh, you know what? I, can I TJ Hushmanzada? No. Uh, TJ Hushmanzada? Yeah. But that wasn't the first name that came to mind wait, for wait, you. Wait, are well, we talking about history? No, no. Time? I'm just talking about our, our like... Of course, Ken Anderson, yeah, Chris Collinsworth, Munoz. But you know what I mean? We what we lived through. I would have said Hoosh, but because Dylan's in my head now because I know where we're going. Like when I say Giants, answer. I think Stray Antiki Barber. I don't think Y.A. Tittle. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. Boomer. 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 Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah. A little older. It's Corey Dillon. So that's why I found this story interesting. Corey Dillon is not. I believe, as long as I've read the story right, not in the Bengals' ring of honor. No. Which, again, you're the Bengals. You would think a lot of people from right now will eventually end up in your ring of honor. But, you know, we've mentioned some of the names here, right? Ocho Cinco, Palmer. You mentioned Hushmanzada. Yeah. We could talk about, clearly, Boomer, Ken Anderson, Collinsworth, and Munoz, and anybody else you want to add from those teams, fine. Um, so, apparently, the franchise is not themselves deciding who goes in the ring of honor. Instead, they are allowing season ticket holders and suite holders to be, like, the lead voters on this. And he is the Bengals' all-time leading rusher. He, you know, had issues with the club at the the end, uh, including ending up with the Patriots. I believe the line was, I would rather flip burgers than be here, or something like that, when he was in a contract holdout. So I guess he's rubbed people in Cincinnati the wrong way. And as a result, he has not been voted into the Ring of Honor because of those season ticket holders and suite holders. And he has called the Bengals' selection process of this garbage. Yeah, so the odd thing is, and I had to re- like re-remember this last night, this is only two or three years old. The Bengals only just started this. Okay. And Boomer's not in it. Oh! The initial class was Ken Anderson... Anthony Munoz, Ken Riley, and then Paul Brown. And then last year, Isaac Curtis and Willie Anderson went in. Now, maybe Boomer's going in this year, or they haven't announced who's going in yet this year, but Boomer is not officially in it yet. Neither's Carson Palmer, neither's Chad. So, uh, okay, but hold on. Hold on. I'm holding. 
Corey Dillon, I think, should be in before Carson Palmer and Chad just because of sequence of, like, if it only started, nine, you know, he was the little before them. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of similar era, but right before them. Now, did Dillon ever cross paths with Palmer? They might have been on the same team, but I feel like Dillon was before that. I thought there was maybe one or two years. All right. Can I make a case why Boomer's not in? Uh, Sure. Boomer works every single Sunday on the NFL and CBS. It is very difficult to get Boomer there. Like, you don't want to put somebody in the ring on who can't be there, can't speak. That's part of the bit. So I wonder if the Bengals are acknowledging, you know what, Boomer, let's wait for him to kind of wind down his NFL TV duties at some point in his life. What if and they then have a in. Thursday night home game? Or Monday night. They've done that with, okay, so this is going to be my counter act. Guys who work in media, and Boomer does everyday radio in New York City, okay? When I know when the Giants have done this, um, a Michael Strahan, if you will, it was a Monday night game that he got in, and he did that with uh, Phil Sims at the time right. as well. But I also think Cincinnati Power recently missed a Sunday to be honored in Pittsburgh. Did he? Okay, I think so or right, did so the pre like did the twelve to one slot and then hopped on a plane and got to Pittsburgh like for a Sunday night game. So maybe that's what Boomer needs to do. But Boomer also. And he works radio every day in New York. I also have this weird thought that they're that Boomer and the organization are not the best of friends because maybe Boomer's been critical of Mike Brown. Okay, running things. Well, he's a nominee this year. He is a nominee this year. There's like eleven nominees. Okay, yeah, this, so this, this, I then I'm completely wrong. Maybe Boomer would. I mean, it's a great honor, so maybe Boomer just yeah. finds a way to make it work. But I think. Also, they've hired JJ Watt and Matt Ryan. I think he can miss a day. <laughs> but back to 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 Corey Dillon. I think the problem with Corey Dillon right now is that just timing. He can't go in before. Some of these guys who are not in yet, as they're just starting, like there's a backlog. Like Dylan can't be angry yet that he's not in. Well, he's not even a nominee. Boomer's got it. No, he is a he is a nominee now. Well, they got to complain about what are we doing to story? For? What is he complaining about? He's You're complaining about that the team moved. His biggest gripe was the team's letting season ticket holders and suite holders vote, not a media members, not a committee, and yeah. it's like now we're wiping our hands of they're taking wrong. no responsibility wrong. for who gets in because oh it's just this is who the fans want in as opposed to the organization doing it so, in a, like a scientific so way. From that standpoint of the story, he's not wrong. But dude, how about you just wait to see if you get in at some point in the next three years before yeah. knocking them? Or or wait until like twenty twenty six. Right. When they've cleared the backlog of the the historical names in the franchise and then you're still not getting put in. Now the other thing I hate about this, I hate about it. Why am I having deja vu like this happen on the DA show before? I'm having like really weird deja vu. Was this a topic about somebody else before? I hate when people want to pound the chest to get themselves in a ring of honor. I do think that this has come up somewhat recently. Where it's, it just comes across as, let it take care of it. You shouldn't be the one thumping your chest about this. Well, we also, And it's different than thumping your chest about getting into a sports hall of fame where maybe you feel like you've been overlooked. Right. Um, Brady? Was it with Brady's uh, getting honored? No, I'm telling you, like I feel like this was like five years ago. Oh, we also had the David Freeze thing recently where he said, please right. don't put me in the Cardinals right. Hall of Fame. Right. Yet. But, I mean, the idea that you should be pumping up, I need to be in the ring of honor. Get lost. Yeah, and I, again, I don't know why he's angry now. This seems quick to be angry that you're not in when they've only done two classes. Yeah, I mean, some might call him a Dylan In Cincinnati, he's a villain right now. That it's is... It's not funny. No. That might be the worst one. Even I, even I must admit, I mean, I that, one was, that one. That one was awful. 
there's there's at least five or six of the nominees this year yeah. that probably have to go in beforehand. Who? Let's see them. Well, let's go through it. Jim Breach probably has to go yeah. in before him. Uh, James Brooks, questionable. Uh, Chris Collinsworth's got to go in before him. Yeah, I got an easy fix when they're home Sunday night. Get him in. Boomer. Okay. David Fulcher. Okay. Chad Johnson. Tim Crumrise got to go in. Wait a before minute. Chad him. Johnson didn't go in either. Who went no, in? No. Just Ken Anderson and Munoz. Dave Lapham's got to go in before him. Right. Not sure. How many are they putting in every year? So they've got. I just. There was the first class was Paul Brown, Munoz, Ken Anderson, and Ken Riley. So that's four. Okay. And then they added Willie Anderson and Isaac Curtis last season. Okay. So they do these all on one. We don't even know. So that's six out. guys over two. That's years. not even a ring yet. No. Remember when they uh, when they it's opened like a corner of an end zone honor when they opened MetLife Stadium, the Giants put like fifty guys in yeah. right off the bat. A little different history. I, I know, I, I get it, but I'm just saying. But I guess what the Bengals want to do is they don't want to run out of yeah, they don't run have out of history. ceremonies. That if you put everybody in all at once, you space this out now, and then by the time you've figured it out, Burrow will be retired, and you put him in, and there you go, and Jamar Chase. Interesting, nonetheless. And Corey Dillon will still be upset because he won't be exactly. In. Yeah, Achilles Smith going in next year. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Fontes perfect. Oh, jeez. All right, Petey. Let's uh, let's lead off with baseball. How about that? We'll begin at Fenway Park in Boston. Chopper off the plate by Yoshida. That's going to be a problem for Texas. Simeon couldn't play it, and on to score Verdugo. And the Red Sox lead ten to five. They've had some good fortune in this inning. Sean McDonough. Doing what he does best, baseball on Red Sox radio during Boston's six-run seventh inning. They Red have Sox. they might lead baseball in announcers in Boston between TV and radio. They have like seven different people cycling through there. I I honestly didn't realize Sean McDonough was still doing Red Sox. And I don't baseball. know if there's any rhyme or reason to when they're on if they if there's a clear pattern. But sometimes McDonough, Dave yeah. O'Brien's over there. There's not Dave Fleming, another guy who's they, – they and Baltimore's like that too, between radio and TV, Kevin Brown, Melanie a Newman. A million people. A million. So why don't you apply to Baltimore Bulls? They already have too many. They don't need well, more. Well, what's one more? Mm. You get a couple series? I don't need any more. No. You get a Red Sox Royal series? You wouldn't take that? I'm going to stay here. <laughs> All Somebody's right. got to keep Pete company. Okay. Thank Somebody's got to produce Pete's and Quiet. Thank you. Yes, yes. <laughs> I need a producer. <laughs> it just—I mean—that has all the making. Again, I'm, I'm not a boss, not a decision maker, but we have a podcast company within Odyssey. I don't know how we're not jumping on Pete's and Quiet already. I'm aware. Yeah. Red Sox beat the Rangers ten to six. Now to St. Petersburg, where the Rays lost to the Phillies three to one in eleven innings. Manager Kevin Cash's team—they've lost five in a row. I felt good this entire stretch. We just—we uh, just haven't got it done. Uh, but yeah. I mean, Sanchez threw the ball well. I don't what separates him from anything. Personally, I think that's probably a little bit more on us. We're just not doing it. Philly starter Christopher Sanchez gave up a run in four hits over six innings. Kyle Schwarber, Trey Turner with run-scoring singles in the top of the 11th. Now to Chicago, where the Blue Jays had already taken care of game one of a doubleheader from the White Sox, winning 6-2 to two in 11. And then the Blue Jays had the brooms out for the nightcap. 2-1. That's lined to the gap in right center field. That's down for a base hit, bound to go all the way to the wall. Robert will pick it up as it rests on the warning track. Bichette's flying around the bases. He wants to score. Here's the relay throw. It's not in time. Ben Wagner, Blue Jays radio. Blue Jays finish off the sweep, beating the White Sox 5-4 to four in game two. Speaking of uh, announcers that should go after one of these, Jacob Wilkins, our old friend. 
Did he been, go to another job? No, he was there in Binghamton for a few years. Now he should be ready for a move up soon. I agree. I, it wasn't that long ago he looked dead in a chair here. <laughs> and then he walked by like a ghost. Yeah. And I was so excited that he was here. With my Uncle Harry's suit from 1940. Yeah, I think he actually was interviewing for the Mets job at that point. Le- so. last, oh, was he? Yeah. Maybe don't come dressed as a couch. Who's that? Last summer when I threw out the first pitch at the Somerset Patriots game, so we go to sit in our seats, and our seats are in the, the back row behind home plate right in front of the press box. And I'm sitting there with my family, and I'm like, I hear this voice, and I'm like, it's like strange. I know that voice. And Somerset was playing Binghamton, and oh, I look behind, I look up, and there's Jacob Wilkins, like, where are you having through the window? <laughs> Bellagio in a deep left, cha-ching, and they're on the board in the bottom of the second. Speaking of minor league baseball, I'm going to my. I'm making my Long Island Ducks debut on Wednesday night. Are you going to be there? I am doing my next game. I am doing is July fifteenth. Why you've never been to a Ducks game? No. That's you were nice. supposed to go last year, and didn't it get like rained out or something like? Or the, it was a threat. My of thing? family went without me. I I didn't go to a game. They went for like a fundraising thing, we- but. I don't remember not going. I was never supposed to go. We were younger. We went with Little League, and somebody's parents lost their car in the parking lot. How? <laughs> exactly. How? Exactly. It's not a. It's a minor league baseball parking lot, and it took them a half an hour, and they couldn't find their car. There's one parking lot there. Pete, I'm aware. <laughs> oh, my God. Pete, they had to wait for almost every car to pile out. My dad hung around, and then the car was right there. <laughs> I'll never forget it. So Carlos Baerga played for the Ducks. That's like going to a strip mall and losing your car. Twenty years ago, Pete, it was we. It, the sight is something from the backseat. Even as a young, not even child, I was like a teenager. I will never forget. Go, these people are stupid. Oh my god, I'm sorry. I'm like I think that's their explorer right there. <laughs> In hindsight, maybe they were very high on marijuana. I don't know. I, I mean, that's just. Oof. Oh my god! I don't, like I don't rounds. even know what else to say about that. What can I, I tell you? It's a six thousand seat stadium, yeah. and and the parking lot is 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 attached to a big giant court complex, and there's really not a whole lot of spots there. You would have thought they parked at Disney and took the monorail over. Yeah, I, they had no <laughs> idea what that call was. I shouldn't feel bad about not being able to find my car nope. once after uh, after the uh, Islander Ranger game at Yankee Stadium. Couldn't find your car. It's totally messed up what level of the garage we were on. Couldn't find it. <laughs> and last night, that was another thing. Last night, we drove into the garage, and I wanted to park on the main floor of the garage. And, it, and the way we went in, it took us down to the lower level. Oh, I hate that. And Bradley said, Dad, I think this is the spot that we got the car lost at the <laughs> hockey game that time. <laughs> But at, least, but at least it's a big garage right. with 50,000 people. I'm like, this. Uh, how, do you, how do you lose your car at a Ducks game? The Wazaks, I'll just say that. Oh, yeah. You've had a bad, You've had some problems with that, that parking lot over there. Yeah, you got stuck in the elevator once. You needed the New York City Fire Department to rescue you. Oh, yeah, you. that was going to the, the food tasting thing. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you and Yankee Stadium don't mix. I don't know. $47 parking, it might be something to that. Oh. Now to basketball, sort of a toxic situation in Las Vegas this week. Spurs' first overall pick, Victor Weminyama, says he believes pop star Britney Spears grabbed him from behind Wednesday night as he was walking into a restaurant at a Las Vegas casino. A little bit long here. Something did happen a little bit when uh, I was walking with uh, with some security of the, the team to, the, to, to some restaurant. We were in a hall. There was a, a lot of people, so people calling me, obviously. And there was one person, one person who was uh, who was calling me, but uh, 
we talked before with the security, don't stop because it's going to make it's going to make a, a crowd. So I, I couldn't stop. Spears claiming criminal activity. Oops. She did it again. Yeah. I got to get my pretty Spears Rolodex up. Rolodex? Yeah. Just Google it. Her whole catalog. I'm a slave for you. This is your fault, Schwartz. All right. Uh, Schwartz, we'll finish that update. Next update. Okay. We come back. How how awesome is the Monet Davis career path? The DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. Last night was the Field of Dreams game. Play to the cornfield. No, dude, it's Thursday. Oh, Thursday. <laughs> uh. <laughs> My bad. The DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. That's unbelievable stuff. <laughs> Thank God Pete and I watch baseball. That Based is on the two of you. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Who remembers nine years ago, 2014, Monet Davis in the Little League World Series? How unbelievable a story she was. Just a great pitcher. She took the the summer by storm. I've kind of forgotten about her over the years, but she popped up. She is interning now at 22 years old with the Los Angeles Dodgers with hopes of one day working in an MLB front office. So, Monet Davis, back in baseball, Bogues. Dodgers intern. Pretty cool. I think that she has worked with our good friend, Greg Custerda, because in between being Little League World Series star and current Dodgers intern, she pitched and played at Hampton University and has worked at MLB Network. And I'm. She worked at MLB Network? Yeah. And I'm fairly certain that she and Greg and somebody else called some like high school level games. On MLB Network, at least like for a one weekend assignment, I'm pretty sure of that. I could have texted Greg last night when you put this in the to- in the rundown, and I didn't because I'm a journalist. Um, but but yeah, I mean, it's a pretty ridiculous. She she was finished the- finished college on time, unlike you, so she's yeah. had the ability to go right back kind of into the workforce here, and now she wants to be in the front office. She said she's so cool. Broadcasting was her first thought um, after her playing career, but now she's thinking front office instead, which would be great. Which is just such a cool, cool story. And by the way, not would be the first Little League star to become a general manager. Chris Drury is the Rangers general manager, was Correct. a Little League baseball star. Uh, by the way, New York Rangers general manager. Uh, she, by the way, her, when she was pitching, 3.4 overnight rating, still the highest semifinals game ever rated. And the Little League World Series was a game Monet Davis started. She was the first female pitcher to pitch a shutout in the postseason in Little League history. So she she was an unbelievable story. Good to see her working in baseball. So yesterday, just that's a nice little nugget. A nice little nuggy. When we come back, will James Harden start the season in Philly? And what the heck did Moist Pork get me that's in this bag? It's the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.